0: Welcome to the Future of Money podcast by the Digital Euro Association. In this podcast, you will learn about the disruption of technology in the monetary and financial system. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the DEA podcast, the podcast by the Digital Euro Association, a European think tank around digital money. My name is Jonas Gross and I'm the chairman of the Digital Euro Association and today I'm really, really happy to be joined by Sven Marsing and Sven is head of project and service management at the Bundesdruckerei in Germany. And we are also very lucky that we have the Bundesdruckerei as a supporting member with our Digital Euro Association. So welcome, Sven. I'm very, very happy that you are with us today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on your podcast. It's my pleasure to join you today and to talk about this topic.
1: Perfect. I'm really looking forward to the discussion with you. So maybe first to, to get the audience a feeling kind of who you are and how, what your company, the Bundesdruckerei, is doing. Maybe you can provide us with some information about the Bundesdruckerei So what does the Bundesdruckerei generally do. And maybe you can also elaborate on how this relates to a kind of digital money.
0: Uh, Of course, uh, I I will do so. So um, maybe first some some facts about uh, Bundesdruckerei in general. We are a a leading German IT security company with with our headquarter in Berlin. And I I think special about Bundesdruckerei is um, to say that we are 100% owned by the German state. And so we offer various products and solutions uh, for secure identity, secure data, secure infrastructure, especially for the for the public sector, um, for other sensitive areas of society, for example in in uh, health, e-health, and also for the for the enterprise sector. Just maybe to, to help out with with some examples, what what to imagine, what what kind of projects we do. Um, So, a very recent one we did was um, the German digital COVID vaccination monitoring system. Um, But we also have, uh, like, major contributions in the advancements of of digital IDs in Germany. Germany, as I mentioned, uh, we have various projects in e-health areas. Um, We have a major project in implementing the German Online Access Act. Um, But we also have strong activities in document verification and security features and, of course, last but not least, very important products um, are just security documents we manufacture, like the German ID, like the driver's license, the passports, or also banknotes and postage stamps. And so we we have uh, uh, quite a lot of innovative solutions, products and and technologies, but with a particular focus in, in protection of identities and data. And so uh, I would conclude the mission that BDR gave itself is to create trust and the legal certainty in, in a digital society and to, to enable governments, companies and citizens also to, to act with with confidence in, in both the, the digital and the analog world.
1: Yeah, that sounds, sounds really interesting because when I got to know Bundesdruckerei, I mainly knew Bundesdruckerei from, as you said, the German ID, right, the German pass, passport. and. I remember when we had uh, basically the first call um, and I was really impressed that how many people at at, at uh, the company also were kind of working on digital money topics. So maybe you can give us some insights, maybe first of course what your role is within Bundesdruckerei and also how these work streams you just mentioned yeah, are linked to this aspect of digital money in general or maybe also the digital euro in particular. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, my role in, in Bundesdruckerei is I, I have the pleasure to work, as you mentioned before, uh, as, as a head of project management in the business unit of, of value printing. And so I'm responsible for all projects that require development uh, efforts uh, w- with uh, any regards to currency. So, of course, we have a particular focus on, on CBDC because it's a, it's a very important topic for us as it's a, a global trend we, we recognize. And um, we, are, we are proceeding in the topic of, of CBDC for, for several years now. Um, and so uh, all these, these CBDC activities are in my responsibility, but um, I, I have to focus on like coordinating all the relevant activities, um, which leads, I would say, to a rather good overview about all the, the different activities. And of course, we are we are very excited to um, to see our internal process on uh, progress on the one hand, but on the other hand, the the, the global development around CBDC, which is I, I think also um, really exciting. Um, I, I think you also asked why why this topic is, is interesting for for an institution like yeah. like Bundesdruckerei. and um, I, w- I would like to describe two different views on that, w- with which both illustrate the the importance. Um, on, on the one hand, of course, we are a digitized company, and so it's inevitable to, to look into future market trends and, and digital needs, especially, of course, with, with regards to our customers. And our customers in the business unit of value printing are mostly central banks. And what, what we can see that is uh, CBDC is an increasingly important topic to them, um, as it's a major trend, and many of them already started the, the endeavor to investigate or, or, or research CBDC. And um, of course, we also see other global trends like the trend towards the the, cashless society, the the drop in in, in cash payments, increase of electronic payments. And so of course it's our best interest to serve the demands of our customers. And uh, I think that was what was our call for action um, to engage with CBDC. Um, On on the other hand, uh, I I would say there's something like a, a more intrinsic motivation, not only coming from the outside, but our core business is to, to, to deal with, with highly secure and trusted digitalization of governmental and uh, also state associated processes, services, and projects. And so, as I mentioned, we, we have a, a quite a big variety of all, all these projects in, into this direction of, of digitalization. And on the other hand, we are a printer of banknotes and provider of security systems for, for banknotes. Um, so, thus, I think as a, as a company which is dealing with digitalization on the one hand and cash on the, on the other hand, it's obvious that you would be interested in something like, like digital cash. So, of, of course, as a state owned company, um, we, we are specialized to business which is close to, to governments, ministries, authorities. Um, we are owned by the government. So, anyway, we have a close proximity to these kind of projects. We have pretty good insights into decision making and relevant requirements bring a lot of technical skills and a very relevant track record. And so, so of course, we think internally we would be a good partner here. And for us, it's certainly a field to to engage in.
1: Very interesting what you're just describing, Sven. And if I understood you correctly, you are also like um, you also have like foreign central bankers kind of as clients, right? Because for me, as I said in the beginning, I perceived the Bundesdruckerei as like solely focused on German, right, with the digital ID, a driving certificate, etc. But I assume it's more, right? So you have a, a global and international footprint in this um, segment? Yeah,
0: so? in particular in this segment. Um, the other segments are mostly, mostly related to, to uh, um, the German um, state and to project with the German state or, or um, like also German industry. But especially in the, in the segment of value printing, we are um, international. We have international customers, um, uh, so central banks worldwide.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, really interesting. Maybe the last question to get a feeling about um, digital money at Bundesdruckerei, like how many people are working on this kind of topic? So can can you say like numbers or give an indication if you're not?
0: <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's quite hard to tell tell any numbers here for for two reasons. The the one is that our CBDC activities consists of a variety of, of components and products of Bundesdruckerei, and some of them are already available. Some are just in development in other areas, but might be might be very useful to, to in, in a CBDC project. Some are developed for the particular purpose. So our approach is to use the, the synergies of the various technologies and approaches we already have to bring an added value to, to CBDC projects. So um, it's not possible to have a precise number here. And um, I think even if I had it, I, I wouldn't be allowed to tell.
1: <laughs> okay totally totally found totally fine but uh, as i said what i really kind of liked when we had this, this this chat also i think it was almost one year ago is really that i i had the feeling that you have really li- really a profound team with lots of people working on it and also be really deep into what's going on into the world about cbdc right so who is doing what um and and this is why why i was really excited that you were also doing such a deep dive into the topic so are of me. cbdc <laughs> Great, so let's maybe continue and and talk about a topic which I would like to focus on today, which is I think at the core of your business and from my perspective also at the core when we think about digital money, the digital euro, etc., which is basically having a digital ID, right? So you mentioned that you are heavily engaged with physical IDs, but also um, about digital IDs. So you, you just mentioned that you were also kind of involved in a German project around a digital ID, and maybe you can give us kind of your, your perspective on where we currently stand on on these these digital ID topic. Because from my perspective, from the outside perspective, it's a topic that's increasing in in importance. But uh, yeah, c- could just me uh, mis- misinterpret. Um,
0: so for, for you, it's interesting from the from the like uh, from the European point of view or or. Um,
1: yeah yeah maybe okay. from the european
0: uh, um, perspective I, I have to admit I, I'm, I'm not an, a deep id expert what, what i what i can say about it is um, that uh, we we highly welcome the the initiative of the of the european commission to go for an, for an european identity and um, I, I think there will be uh, also major contributions from from us uh, to 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 progress on, on this and um I think there are there are many regulations in in place or upcoming, like the e, eIDAS 2, 2.0 regulation, that that will contribute to that. Um, and as as far as I'm I'm concerned, um, from my point of view, the technology we will have on this is, is still open. Um, and and we are we are contributing in in this discussion and also trying to 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 add uh, to add value to this. But for, from my point of view, so a real forecast about the solution and and the, the time uh, to 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 it, it will take to have a European uh, idea is not really possible for me personally.
1: Okay, but we we do agree that there is tremendous or or more. Interest into this topic, as you said, yes, also the announcement totally. by the EU Commission, right, to go for a European digital ID. I think this is definitely a, a good way um, for it the it future at least is, yes. in Europe about these digital IDs. Yeah. Okay. Great. And let's now let's now assume that this digital ID topic is is increasing in importance, as we said, which from from our perspective kind of is. How does this now relate to, to CBDC? Because you're also working on this digital ID solutions. You're also working on CBDCs. But how does this kind of fit together?
0: Well, I think, does think it? it does, even though I think the, the particular topic of, of, of CBDC, it's, it's very interesting in, in that matter, because um, if you have a very pristine and, and user centric perspective, you you would you you might say that that um, digital identity is even not required to, to have a CBDC. Um, of course, this this thought w- wouldn't wouldn't survive the, the first encounter with reality. And uh, I think eventually the digital ID will play a very important role in CBDC. But I think it's it's good to use the thought for for a kind of mind game, because um, I think in in the in the very beginnings um, it was one initial thought behind CBDC to develop something like a a digital representation of today's cash. And um, the the question is, does identity play a a role uh, in in cash? Does your, I don't know, does your butcher actually care from whom he receives the money for your beat? I think he doesn't and he doesn't need to and and he shouldn't because the trust he has is in the tool and not in the person using it or, or in the identity of the person. So this is a, from our point of view, a very universal, hence very important feature of cash. And I think it would be, it would be good to, to at least look for something like this in, in CBDC, because I think what the, what the trust in the tool basically allows is, is kind of total anonymity and in a, in a perfect world, it would be maybe also desirable to have something like that in, in CBDC. It, so if you imagine to, to conduct a digital payment without leaving a trace, it would seem like an like an alien in, in a digital world where where even data is considered a new, new oil. Um, but even though it could be a very attractive alien, and I think given given that anonymity as a citizen, I can trust um, and I can can be sure that I'm not tracked by anyone. And uh, that brings us to to one major concern when it comes to CBDC that there's this this latent suspicion. Um, of the goal of the transparent citizen, and I think from a technical point of view, this could be easily achieved. Uh, but it's it's rather nothing desirable, and um, I th- I think especially in the European Union, we are very lucky to to live in a region where where governmental oppression isn't is not an issue, and uh, fortunately we have we have very strong values, and we haven't even established the tools uh, for 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 these kinds of uh, of oppression, and so um if you think about uh, um, a cbdc it might be wise to assume that everything that's implemented might be eventually used we we have a quite i think recent example in in germany which is the tax id the tax id was introduced years ago um, with coming with a consent that it's no use for it but the tax id and now now it's considered in in the in the in the, in the process um, for something to be like a universal citizen id and th- that's one example for something I would call a function creep. So I, I don't want to judge at all about this use of, of the text ID. Maybe it makes absolute sense to, to do so, but I would like to show by that example um, that you have to take into account that what's technically available might be used someday. And uh, thus, uh, I think it's very important to implement the CBDC with the, let's say the least um, amount of, of identification possible that's, uh, that's, that's allowed from from a technical and legal point of view. Um and we have to be very, very careful, let's say, not not to to make a a horse trade here.
1: yeah, that's it's really interesting the point you're you're making because you're absolutely right if you think that's a CBdc and this was the initial or partly still is the initial intention of central banks. It's a digital representation or digital form of cash. Then you wouldn't need a digital ID, right? Because as we know, for cash payments are possible in a completely private and anonymous way. But still, and I also heard some central bankers basically saying, if, if we kind of uh, now had the chance to not have implemented cash back then, we wouldn't have done it. Because if you think about the the ups, the the downsides of cash, we also see that cash is heavily used for. Um, for kind of illicit payments, absolutely. right, when it comes to money laundering, a uh, terror finance. So, I, I think C D C might provide a chance yeah.
0: here because, of course, yeah. from, from the point of view of, of, of someone in a central bank, you, you can absolutely understand this 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 worry and, and this concern. And so I, I think that's also what I mentioned before, um, that the encounter with reality shows we, we need this digital ID because, clearly. Um, we, we have the necessity to prevent money laundering, to uh, prevent uh, uh, financing of terrorism, um, but maybe we, could, we can think about it, like, to, to, to use it um, to enforce the rules that, that are already in place for cash today, but uh, on the other hand to make sure that, that um, this um, identification or this need for identification doesn't bother the citizen in, in its, his everyday use of cash. So. Um, From my personal point of view, I think CBDC and the use of CBDC should be possible without any preconditions. So without having a bank account, uh, without having the necessity of uh, owning a smartphone of, I don't know, Android 9 or higher or or having any registration and also to to do it anonymously. Um, And maybe the identification could be limited to transactions that really legally require um, this is this identification and also to, to get to the previous um, approval of the citizen to, to identify him. So, as I mentioned, I think a digital identity is a necessity for, for CBDC, but we should be eager to reduce it to the to the minimal possible extent, because I think that would be a very helpful approach to also gain the, the trust of the citizens into CBDC. Um, and, and also, um, if you have to chance, you should be very transparent. I think it's also a very interesting experience. Uh, we saw um, watching the um, Corona warning app in Germany that was developed, that was widely discussed before. And I think that meanwhile gained a really good acceptance because the, the, the process of development was really transparent.
1: Yeah. So if I understood you correctly, you would also kind of support a system that is like a kind of a two-tiered system here. So a, a system one, which is basically kind of really a digital representation of cash. So meaning it would allow completely uh, anonym- complete anonymity in payments and then kind of a second tier, maybe if a specific limit is exceeded around payments, about account balance, etc., where one would then need to identify, so would need to provide a digital ID in KYC. Did I understand you correctly or do you have some a different concept in mind? What you would kind of, if you were now a central banker and could pick which kind of CBDC you would want to implement and which one would it be then?
0: Well, uh, um, I think I'm I'm pretty pretty close to that. I, from from my personal uh, opinion, I would not call it uh, the a, a tired infrastructure, um, but to, to have a, an, an optional um, uh, information to add, and um, I think it's it's all about. Um, linking the, the information, the, the specific information about um, amounts, about transactions, about participants, about identities in an intelligent way. But um, essentially, um, I, I think I agree in, in what you said.
1: Okay. Yeah, because what, what I kind of would fear if we would, would see like a CBDC system, which would kind of where you would need to provide the ID um, like for the first euro, I would say, in a kind of transparent way, that this information even if for example we could be say well we don't use this because we keep this in a different technical infrastructure i don't know and that in the end it might be used somehow because as you said and i think the example with the text id was quite nice even if it said initially it will not be used who says it will not be used in the future right when you have another president when you have another policy in mind etc um but yeah this is this is i think a very interesting and very relevant topic and i think Around this, you are also at Bundesdruckerei probably researching different methods, how to integrate these digital IDs with the CBDC. So in a hardware design, in a software design, um, am I right with this assumption?
0: Exactly. There there are many, many approaches, uh, um, many possible approaches to CBDC that um, it could be considered and uh, could be in place, but the discussion is, is really ongoing and I mean, um, what, what we see from, from, from on the international stage like, like the Bahamas, I think they have a system exactly as, as you said, they have it in place. Um, you have to register initially and uh, most likely all the, the, the follow-up transactions are, are attributed to one user. And um, I, I hope at least that we will be able to find better ways to do it um and also to to reflect uh, of course higher demand we we have in in europe also the the felt demand for for privacy for for data protection
1: yeah that's a really interesting topic and maybe to pick one one aspect um, you, you just mentioned before is you, you would also vote for a CBDC, which is really easy to use and where the barriers for entry are quite low. So you also said beforehand that there is, should not be like a need to have a, a smartphone or a specific iPhone to, to use this. Um, here my question would be because very often it's assumed that I mean, it's a digital form of money, right? So you need some kind of digital device um, to, to access this. So did you mean by saying that that it shouldn't be like restricted to a smartphone that you can also use, I don't know, a laptop for this? Or do, did you also mean that there should maybe also again a kind of, I would say, offline variant available similar to the Bahamas, where you have also some kind of card that's maybe a prepaid card where you can put funds on it. Which you can also use, if you have like no connect, no um, device which has any connection to the internet. Uh, do, do you know what I mean?
0: I, I, I know what you mean, and um, I I think this the question for just this, this offline functionality is, is one of the technically most challenging uh, aspects we see in, in CBDC. Yeah. And um, also from our point of view it was really interesting because what we saw in the, in the beginning, so in the, in the, in the recent uh, the two, two or three years in, in CBDC was that many approaches starting um, with, without having any, let's call it a physical representation of a CBDC. I think also the, the initial approach, at least from, from why I learned in China, um, was to start um, on, a, on a smartphone, on a, on a digital base um, and I think, meanwhile, even China uh, have have developed a physical representation, or, or I think it's China something like an, a card um, that you can use to to pay and receive um, money in in um, the the eCNY. Um, and I think that's that's a very interesting development, um, and it's of course closely related, but not con- confused confuse with this offline use case, because the the most most systems I know um, about are like like have an account system in the background or at least some system in the background that register um the transactions that are executed and so um what what i saw so far um on where no real offline pure offline use cases but there were frequently only some kind of um let's say not synchronous transactions that could be synchronized afterwards um and i think that's a a very important uh, um, trade-off um, and you have to decide on, on which way or which way you will go. Um, because if you have something, some account-based system in the background or, or some some system tracking the transactions in the background, I think you can never be truly offline. Um, on the other side, if you're truly offline, it, it's quite hard to be, um, uh, to, to have, to, to keep track of all the transactions and all the money in circulation. Um, so. Um, I think that's something we also developed some ideas on um, but we're still following the the discussion very um, excited to see how others are progressing on this matter
1: yeah and it's really a complicated topic so especially offline payments as you mentioned it's it's really tough to um to get this kind of implemented for a cbdc because um, i mean some central banks also have in mind maybe in the long term to pay interest rates on this right and this is also really tough for some kind of money which is purely offline Um, but i also do agree there is a need for like these kind of very low thresholds for entering. So even if like older people don't have a smartphone, don't have a computer, they should somehow use it. Also, I think the use case you ex- explained is really important about what if you temporarily don't have access to the to internet for whatever mm. reason. I mean, we, we are living in Germany, so uh, this partly <laughs> exists uh, here as well. Um, so i think these are really important topics to to think about but i think it's also important to keep in mind and uh, i don't know maybe you 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 do have an answer answer for that but we can also postpone this and this is like if you have like a cbdc which is based on a prepaid card for example why do you kind of need it because you do have cash right so it's then physical cash which is purely offline and you would have like a prepaid cbdc card which is also central bank money again offline but so just a different kind of style right so this is for myself where i personally struggle to see why we would need it today while cash still exists and is 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 is, yeah i i i I agree with that that and for
0: me personally it's i i reach this point in in different aspects of this whole discussion um where where i would say if you if you really break it down to the to the citizen's point of view there, there. Are, I think a few aspects where you say I don't really get it why why it's needed at, at this very moment, and um, I think that's that's one very important part also of the discussion ongoing um, to to check out where I really have the demand and where I can also like uh, um, explain the, the the advantages and bring the advantages really to the citizens who's who's supposed to use it, and of course um, I think there's a. In, in this whole discussion, there's a wide variety of, of stakeholders. I, I mean, if you if you discuss CBDC with a scope to, on, on, on industrial stakeholders, it's a completely different thing if you compare it to discussion, um, for example, with, with, with citizen. And I, I think that's also um, something that has to be sorted out within the next month or more likely years to say, okay, which which scope will CBDC have? Because I, I think this, Uh, I always like to to call it the Swiss army knife CBDC um, that satisfied each and every demand of each and every (laughs) stakeholder is probably very, very hard to achieve. And from my point of view, you've got no chance to to achieve this in, in the next three to five years.
1: Yeah and i'm quite quite sure and also looking forward to that the the ecb within the investigation phase of the digital absolutely, euro absolutely. will kind of exactly address this question right because this is what they want to do f- for the next 2 years to figure out um how a digital euro could look like which requirements would need to be filled right so um yeah and also tackle these these issues we just briefly discussed um today maybe one question a little bit going away from the cbdc space is about digital money in general so i think digital id from my perspective and um, how i see it will be kind of the backbone for kind of a lot around digital money in the future and while i also believe in, in privacy and payments so i think it will be kind of both possible pr- fully private payments and not private payments but my question would be am um, you at bundesdrucker do you also look at all these other trends around digital money so around euro stable coins Also around these efforts that kind of banks and first banks have announced or have started their work on bringing bank deposits on kind of a blockchain where you could also in the end need some kind of digital ID. Is this also within the scope of your work or um, is it currently mainly CBDC, which is relevant in this kind of sphere of digital money or also the digital euro?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, it, as as I mentioned before, of course, our our main scope here at the, the business unit value printing is our customers, the, the central banks, and so of course, CBDC is our main focus. But uh, I think it's important for us to to watch at least watch all these things going on about stable coins and 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 other initiatives closely, because um, it, it's it's you can you can perceive them in in, in various ways. Of of course, you can. You could consider them as an alternative or or even competitor to CBDC. But um, you could also consider them as a supplement. Because as I mentioned, this this one-fits-all CBDC solution is uh, is very complex and very hard to achieve. and, and so maybe it's even an, an opportunity when it comes to, to the diverging requirements of the different stakeholder groups to address them with, with different solutions. So, like, for example, you could have this the CBDC, which is, which is perfectly fine and perfectly made for, for, for the citizens' requirements. And maybe if it comes to the, to the requirements of the industry, w- w- when we talk about programmable money, programmable payments, IoT applications, smart contracts, you, you name it. That um, this could be done by a by a well regulated stablecoin, um, that's that's maybe somehow l- linked or or has an interface to, to the CBDC but is in a different system and uh, under a different regime maybe and of course serves uh, different demands, and um, so I think the the, the re- re- demand for identification in CBDC and stablecoin. Is, is is there on on both sides but the digital id may, may play different roles in in different systems or, or for different stakeholders
1: yeah i'm really curious to see which role digital ids will play in the kind of future monetary system because uh, it, it can definitely play a role within um, all these different and novel forms of money as well probably not in all of them because this w- would also work a little against this crypto um, kind of a narrative of like not being kyc somehow, yeah. right? But I think there will really interesting uh, develops to be followed very soon. So maybe as a last question, uh, Sven, a little bit of, um, yeah, g- kind of speculating. You said that it's not possible to kind of give a, a kind of year number when we have a digital ID in Europe, which I would, would agree. But what would be your feeling be? What would we have first? Like, do you think we have a digital ID in Europe first or a digital euro?
0: Well, uh, uh, here, of course, I, I would rather not like to serve as an, as an Oracle because it's not part of my personal skills. Um, so what I, what I can offer is like a, an educated guess on, on, on what we see. So um, of course, uh, the, the matter of digital ID is, is so far dealing with significantly less uncertainties in technology, in, in legislation, and standardization. And so I would personally expect uh, quite fast progress here. In CBDC, I think CBDC is likely to to encounter various challenges. Um, Some of them are predictable, some of them still unpredictable. And so it's it's going to be a rough ride in balancing the interests of of a multitude of stakeholders, as as we talked about, to select the best technological approach um, and also eventually to to gain the trust and acceptance of the people. On the other side, the the increase of speed in in CBDC development is amazing. If if you have a look at the last two years. Um, And so we are very curious and will continue watching and and discussing. Um, But eventually uh, to to look at it from another point of view, maybe it might be even a smart move to to base something like a a European digital currency on a a European digital ID. um if you take that into account and if you maybe even follow that goal i I think the the sequence uh, of events is is obvious okay
1: yeah (laughs) very very interesting um yeah so thank you very much for joining us today sven maybe as a uh, a last, uh, a last question. Do you have anything you would additionally like to share with the audience? First, and maybe second, if uh, people are interested in learning more about you and the Bundesdruckerei, where can they get uh, information and in touch? Yeah, with I, I, I,
0: it was it was a pleasure for me to discuss it with you because this interest, this this, this uh, topic is really very interesting. Also, also for us, and um, there are a lot of opinions, and I think every every discussion is fruitful from the from the different point of views, and so. Um, I think there's for now nothing to add uh, to to what we said, um, and of course, if uh, you would like to uh, discuss it uh, with Bundesdruckerei, or uh, if you have particular questions about what we said, um, just feel free to to contact us. On uh, I think uh, the the, more, the easiest way is just to visit the the, the website www.bundesdruckerei.de mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So thank you very much for this information, Sven, also that you joined us in this uh, podcast and accepted the invitation. It was really a a great discussion. Uh, I was uh, really thrilled that you were here also, that you as the Bundesdruckerei are part and a member of the Digital Euro Association. And yeah, again, thank you. And I also thank all the um, listeners for being with us today and hope you liked the episode as well. So see you very soon. Bye bye.
0: It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you very much.